Welcome to the Chi Alpha at UNC Chapel Hill podcast. This podcast is designed to help you grow through our three foundations, devoted disciples, deep friendships, and deliberate servants. We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages you in your spiritual growth. Well, hey, and welcome to the Chi Alpha at UNC podcast. My name is Seth, and uh, we are continuing our relationship series today, and I'm not joined by Joe Newell, who's usually on here today. I'm joined by a very wonderful guest, Miss Natalie Lau. How's it going today, Natalie? It's going pretty well today. I'm enjoying the weather. Yeah, it's been unseasonably warm. Um, I saw yesterday on the news that we broke the record all time in February for like high 80s. Did you get to go and do anything outside? We spent some time outside. Okay. Um, I'm unfortunately, I think it's going to get colder again before it gets warmer, but I'll take what I can get. Yes, fake spring is always nice to have. Um, yeah, so uh, thank you for joining uh, the podcast today, and we're going to get into some questions. But before we get into those uh, questions about dating, uh, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself, tell people, um, you know, what year because you're a UNC alumni mm-hmm. and. Go heels. Go Heels, that's right. And uh, yeah, just tell people what years you were in school and what your major was and anything that you found to be fun while you were in school. Okay, so um, as Seth mentioned, my name's Natalie Lau. Um, I went to UNC from 2014 to 2018 for my undergrad. Um, I had a really busy life. I majored in English and linguistics and thought I should go ahead and minor in Korean too. <laughs> um, wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I loved it, but Korean was a lot harder than any of my other majors. And I actually went back for grad school um, for a Master's of Arts in Teaching degree. So I'm, I'm now a teacher and I'm certified to teach English language arts and um, English is a second language and yeah, it was chaos, but I loved it. Um, I was a part of Chi Alpha somewhat, as well as UNC Wellspring and a lot of other organizations. Looking back, maybe I had... Typical Carolina student. (laughs) But looking back, maybe I wished I had been in Chi Alpha more. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that intro. Um, Yeah, so as I said earlier, uh, we're doing a uh, relationship series. Uh, Last time on the podcast, Joe and I talked about singleness, and you can go back on our YouTube channel or on our our podcast um, and listen to that. But today we're going to be talking about dating and um, grateful that you could join us today. And you're currently married to David, who is a current staff member with Chi Alpha here. And we'll talk about your guys' relationship in a little bit, including how you decided that marriage was a good idea. But I want to First, talk about your view of dating and how that shaped you as, as a younger woman just growing up. You know, your, your family, your friends, the culture that you found yourself in, the church, mm-hmm. all that stuff. How did that shape your, your view of dating? Okay. So I actually think my earliest view of dating was one of the best ones I've had throughout my life. Uh, I didn't even really think about dating until I went to a church conference for like girls my age when I was like 13 and we learned, you know, like all this stuff, like purity and like being modest and we talked about dating and all these things. Um, There's one thing that really stuck out to me though and it was our speaker sharing her testimony. And she talked about how she never 
uh, never really dated anybody besides her husband and like maybe didn't really even date <laughs> date her husband until they got married because God was just like this is him <laughs> this is the guy you're gonna marry and she's like okay thanks God and didn't do anything about it and sure enough <laughs> here he comes and they're married now and that's something that I actually wanted like as early as age 13 okay. um, there was like all the high school dating stuff too. I was in marching band and everybody was dating each other. Um, it was it, it was something else. Mm. If you've been like in band situation or I assume like gymnastic sports, it was it was crazy. Um, I think that's where my views of dating kind of got a little little okay. skewed. Mm-hmm. Um, like there were a couple guys that I kind of liked, but I, you know, I kept that kind of in check. I went to other people and I ultimately realized that um, I don't need to be with anybody who doesn't have similar interests and most importantly doesn't have core beliefs. Like high school was also, I'll get more into it later, but it was also where I started getting a little bit too involved with some guys like emotionally or talking and I think high school was the first time I could have like actually gotten myself in trouble. Mm. Praise God that I didn't. <laughs> what what age would you say was your first um, that you would consider your first dating relationship? Um, first dating relationship I wouldn't I would say it was like kind of iffy like right when I turned 18 yeah. but then I didn't really date until I was like in my in my 20s honestly. Okay yeah. Yeah, it's always funny. Like growing up, and you know, as, as a teenager, you think you think, "Well, I'm I'm dating someone," but you know, I don't think we really know what dating actually is until we get uh, a lot older and are able to process the world a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, what were what were some of the challenges that as you, as you got older and as you started getting uh, interested in people, and I'm sure people were uh, getting interested in you. Um, what were some of the challenges you faced and um, how do you think those challenges uh, impact people who might be in a dating relationship today or are looking to date today? Yeah. So um, I think the biggest challenge was I, oh, I, by the time I got, like I didn't date in college or anything, but like mm-hmm. even then I had like all these crushes and stuff that were like getting to my thought life, getting to my prayer life. Like it was, mm. it was bad. I was a hot mess. And then that, that guy left. Okay. And then I got three more. <laughs> and there were like guys who were like interested in me and I was sort of interested in. There were guys that I was interested in, but I didn't know how they felt about, I felt about me. And I was like, I was getting all like over, like overwhelmed. Like, God, what do I do? Like I wanted attention, but not this much. And I, uh, I wasn't very patient. There was, I remember very clearly, very distinctly in my uh, apartment I had, it was for a senior year and I guess grad school too, like I was like down on my knees, like desperately, God, just like make it and like send me my husband or something, like please. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I, I went with the first guy who showed interest in me and had similar core beliefs and I'm not sure that, okay, that was definitely not the right guy actually. <laughs> Clearly not. You're married to yeah. another guy. Yeah, um, and <laughs> being with the guy who ended up being the wrong guy, they were like 
crazy challenges that I think are out there for a lot of people. Like there were family issues, like his, he was the only son of a single mom and that was like the dynamics were really bad and she was trying to chase me off and like. Sure, can you yeah. can you also explain like uh, yeah. your, your family, like uh, how many siblings you've had? Oh yes, so uh, with me, I have, I'm the oldest. Yep. I have two um, two younger brothers, and they were all actually dating before I was. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. My my ex was the middle child, only son, mm-hmm. and also he actually grew up like in a Korean family. So there's okay. a lot of like he had to be like the man of the house, but I think his mom was a lot better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were like just issues with that. I think she was jealous, like just family issues. They were commitment issues. I was too committed and he wasn't committed (laughs) enough. Um, So like there, I remember thinking this whole time and not saying like, I'm like, I want to marry this guy just because he's my first boyfriend. I Mm -hmm. I was like really committed and I never really said anything and then like, months into our relationship he's like oh I think I might want to spend the rest of my life with you and I'm like oh crap (laughs) Um, and then like a big thing um, another really big thing was just we weren't clear on physical and emotional boundaries Mm -hmm. and we just kind of did whatever like we didn't go like past the point of no return or anything but we did we did Probably everything else. Okay. Um, actually, one one other thing that just really sticked out, I guess, or really stuck out was with the, I guess, the commitment. Mm-hmm. I think there was a point when we were both committed too early. Like, yeah. he said he loved me, like, pretty early on. Mm-hmm. And I said I loved him, too, because what do you, what do you say to that? Mm-hmm. But that night, we both, like, went home and were crying. Like, we were both mm-hmm. crying. Oh, wow. Like, just something was not right, was not settled in our spirits, and I'm, I should have ended it then. Mm-hmm. But I guess you, or at least I tend to learn the hard way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, you kind of touched on it a little bit. Did you ever experience, re, you know, rejection or disappointment? Like I said, you, you touched on it just a little bit with the disappointment, but the, um, how did you handle that, that experience? Well, and I handled it in the worst way possible, I think. <laughs> Again, with learning the hard way. Uh, like my, I guess now ex, he was like, let's take a break. And of course, you know, that never really, sure. never really works. Code. <laughs> so we took a break. We actually got back together again mm-hmm. and had a lot of issues, like maybe putting like too many boundaries because I don't think he really wanted to get back with me. And he broke up with me a second time, okay. even though he agreed to get back together. And I kept holding on to that relationship for like a really long time. Like I was messed up because of it. And I think, I think the reason I had handled it so poorly and was like so messed up after that is because of all the lack of boundaries that we had before. So hindsight is twenty twenty, and that's definitely something I wish I hadn't done. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, fast forward a little bit now. Um, as mentioned, you're you're now married to David. How did how did you guys meet? But this is my favorite part. Um, 
So I was actually, I first met David in my first year of college. It was actually his first year on staff with Chi Alpha and my first year as a student. And we met at a worship night, um, actually with UNC Wellspring at the bell tower. Okay. And apparently somebody told him I was really quiet and reserved. And then Dave was like, are you serious? Like, that's not my experience. So <laughs> apparently we hit it off pretty well. And we were friends like all the way through my years at UNC. Cool. When did you guys start dating? Um, a couple years after all this mess with, okay. being, with my ex. So like that happened in grad school. Um, after I finished grad school, I got a job, moved away. Never thought I'd be back in the area again. Um, but then I decided to move to Durham, and Durham happened, where I was in Durham, happened to be a lot closer to Chapel Hill. So I was reconnecting with all my friends. And uh, we wanted to watch the live action Mulan for a movie night. So with yeah. me and my one friend, and then the other friends, like we had another friend who had a big TV, so we're like, let's invite everybody we know in the Chapel Hill area to come watch Mulan. There we go. Because it was like a pay-per-view thing, so yeah. we're like, let's, let's get as many people to pay for it as we can. Right. And out of all the people who were invited, only David showed up. And we were the only, like we, other people got stuck in traffic, so we were the only ones like there at the pre-movie dinner. <laughs> so we got to spend a lot of quality time together. And yeah, like I think like the universe was, I guess, God, I guess, was setting us <laughs> up, like everybody like in traffic or whatever. We had many of those interactions. Okay. Um, with that same friends group, like one person would not be able to come and then like the other person wouldn't and sometimes like they can't help it. Uh, sometimes we're like, I see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, yep. <laughs> but we, I guess it quickly led to us like just kind of talking, having conversations and then we ended up having our DTR pretty early and haven't DTR defined the relationship. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. So you guys started dating and um, as you guys were um, beginning the, the just the relationship at this point in your life was were you looking for something more long term, you know, potentially marriage? Definitely. I, I do learn things the hard way, but I uh, only need to learn once. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I was done with all the, all the just random casual dating, whatever mm -hmm. that mess was back then. I'm mm -hmm. like, I, I'm not gonna go into that again. Like, yeah. if I date somebody, like marriage is on the table. Yeah. How um, old were you at this point? I was. I can't even remember. <laughs> Twenty, about twenty-five, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Little, little bit older. Yeah. Little bit wiser, I guess. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, um, just looking for a long term, uh, like you said, just dealing with all the craziness of um, casual dating, um, and I do think that there's something there between casual dating versus like, hey, I'm, 
I'm dating with a purpose. And I feel like a lot of people today don't necessarily um, maybe date with a purpose or it's just like, hey, you seem like a firm person, let's hang out, let's have fun. Not that you can't do that in uh, dating with a purpose, but um, yeah, I feel like you know what you just said sounds like you guys were on track. Was was David on track with that? Like, do you? He was definitely on track. Like, he, I was his first girlfriend, only dating relationship, and he was already like straight up like we're dating for marriage mm -hmm. he actually told me three things up front that like i love and i'm gonna remember like till my dying day he's like number one we're dating for marriage mm -hmm. like if you date me we are dating for marriage yeah um number two he's like i'm not gonna be that rich i'm a, <laughs> I'm a minister and i'm like well i'm a teacher so we're in the same boat <laughs> and then he's yes. like I'm tied to the Assemblies of God churches, so if I continue with credentials and stuff, so you're probably going to have to leave your mm. your other church. And I'm like, if I get a husband out of it, I think I will. Um, okay. So he was very clear and upfront, and I'd really appreciate that because I was like, I can meet you there. Yeah. And from then on, like, honestly, I told my friends I had a boyfriend and they already thought he proposed. And I'm like, even if he did, I would have probably said yes at that point. Wow. Okay. So we were, we were both like really in it for the long term. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is, is that it sounds like um, honesty and clarity were some very valuable qualities that you were looking for in mm -hmm. a potential partner. What other qualities were you looking for? Well, on top of that, like, you kind of got into the honesty, or I would say transparency. Um, I would also say a good listener. Mm. Like, right before, actually right, yeah, right before David and I had our first, like, you know, date, date. Right. Um, I... I was actually asked out by him and two other guys for, like, the same exact day. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and I was, it was first come, first serve. So I went on the date with David first. It was like on a, I think it was on a Saturday. And then the other guy, I'm like, my Saturday's already taken, but you can have my Sunday. And then the other guy was like, well, I have Saturday and Sunday booked, but I can, I can see you on Monday. And it really made those qualities even more clear. Mm. Like, cause I saw that David was very open, very honest. This was before we were official, but you know, I, I saw what he was trying to do. Um, and I'm like, he's a really good listener. He like listens to what I have to say and like comments on it. And he really is paying attention to what I have to say. And he was really open about what he was going through. And then it, as I kept going on those other other dates with the people it became very clear that David's the one that I yeah. that I should be with because like the second guy was like a like he was a really good listener but I I had known him for a while and I still had no idea like about like I barely knew what he did for work like he was mm -hmm. not very transparent and then the third guy was neither yeah so I uh, I ended up marrying the first guy there you go um, as you think about your relationship, what do you believe are key components of having a healthy relationship? Uh, we have a lot of people that can date and maybe never get to a place of health. What do you think are some key components to help them? Um, you're 
probably not surprised to hear this, I would say be transparent. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's very, very needed, like up front, like throughout the relationship, like if something comes up and it makes you feel a certain mm-hmm. way, you shouldn't just let it, let it sit there. You should like be clear about and what you're feeling. Um, we, it's important to be transparent about like your current struggles, your past struggles. Like if I just, you know, it'd be wrong if I like dated David didn't tell him about my past relationship or anything. So being transparent like up front at the beginning and throughout is really important, um, both for dating and marriage, I would say. Um, clear boundaries. I learned that one the hard way, but that, um, I remember David also set like these really clear physical boundaries up front, like I think on our second date, if not our first. And I'm like, yes, I'm all for that because I know what happens when there's mm-hmm. not not clear boundaries. Yes. And like in dating, like boundaries are important to keep you from going, I guess, from going too far and stuff. Um, it is also kind of helpful in keeping like other people's business out which is another thing I had issues with in the past relationship. I'd say in marriage, it also keeps us together. And like, so boundaries are still really important, dating and marriage, and just keep communication open. Like I've heard from so many couples, and I I believe it too, that like, if somebody gets angry or something, they don't talk, like the devil can just use that to get at get at individuals, yeah. destroy the marriage. Um, so I think those are really, really good. And I think they carry from dating into mm-hmm. into marriage. Yeah, transparency, um, boundaries, and communication. Um, what do you do if, what do you do if there's conflict? How do you, how do you resolve conflict in a, in a dating relationship? Because clearly like, you know, if, if you have a certain view on boundaries and uh, the person you're dating has a different view or if you express something that's on your heart but the other person doesn't necessarily see eye to eye, how do you resolve conflict? Well, I'd have boundaries in place from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, like if it's, like just be like, oh, if this, like if this is my critical belief and if, I mean, we're talking dating, I guess, like if this yeah. is my belief that I hold to and I'm not gonna, not gonna compromise and they have another one that goes against that, I would just end it there, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine living, like marrying that person, living an entire lifetime yeah. when you don't don't really see eye to eye, that's a lot of conflict. Yeah. Um, if it's not one of those issues, I would like have, like if it's still an issue, but not like a you know big issue, like I will die on this hill. Um, I would say just just talk it out I wouldn't get others like completely involved, but I would maybe look for advice from people you trust. Um, communication. Yeah, cool. Final question here. Um, what do you want people who are either looking to enter into a dating relationship or who are currently dating to know? What do you want them to know? Um, I think if I were to say, like other than like my whole story I shared of like my don't do this, don't do that, I would say put God first and be patient. Like if I had done that, like if I had put God first, if I had been patient, I wouldn't have gone for that um, that that other guy. 
and like I I actually I can't get into the whole story now because we're towards the end of the interview but like I have reasons to believe that I would have like I mean I, I knew David from like a long time ago but like I think we would have been together if I had just waited a little bit longer mm-hmm. and there wouldn't have been any any ex in the picture because I was like I didn't put God first I, I was like God like do this for me but like I didn't put him first I wasn't as grounded my relationship with him and I wasn't really patient waiting for him either yeah so I feel like God actually brought my husband back into the picture but I was too like caught up on on all the other guys um so ultimately I would just say put God first and be patient yeah wonderful Natalie thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast and sharing your your wisdom on dating um you can Check us out on the web at www.xa-unc.com or you can follow us on Instagram at UNC Chi Alpha and we'll see you again very soon. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information about our ministry, visit us on the web at www.xa-unc.com.